we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Ambition is a strong desire for achievement. Can I say that again? That's the definition. Ambition is a strong desire for achievement. Nothing's wrong with that. Achievement is necessary for completing tasks and achieving goals even unto the Lord. Right? So ambition is necessary for completing tasks and achieving goals unto the Lord. If you're not ambitious and you're just lazy and don't ever want to do anything, then you can't do nothing for the Lord either. You're trying to pastor and you got five sermons and you just keep doing a mega mix every Sunday. Yeah, you know, no, man, you got to work. You got to study. Especially now, because folks have Google. You know, back in the day, you could get them preach anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, amen. Now, why are you preaching? Falseprofit.com. That's why these denominations are dying. Because stuff that they had told people, people can Google now. Uh, bro, you said when we were growing up that... Um, <laughs> you better know what you're talking about. Amen. 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 Folks have digital commentaries checking you out while you preaching. Achieving goals. So even to achieve goals unto the Lord, you have to have some form of ambition. Amen. A man that gets up and work is ambitious. If he gets up and goes to work, he's ambitious. He's going to do a good job so he can get paid so he can pay his bills. Amen. Right. A woman that has children has to be ambitious. If she wants to raise her children, that's tough. How many of you know that's tough? That's some hardcore stuff right there. So you got to be ambitious because that baby don't care how long you want to sleep. Why did you have kids and you don't want to wake up? Don't you know kids wake up? They don't stay asleep. Baby ain't thinking about your schedule. Exactly. Amen. Baby will mess it up just because you tried to have one. Right. <laughs> Baby's like, you, did, you, you, you thought I wasn't running this when I was? <laughs> no, man. Be ready to have a baby when you have a baby. There you go. Amen. When you get pregnant, a baby's coming. <laughs> I don't know what folks think. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> Amen. Just come, we got plenty, we have tons of babies you can hold to get it out. Just get it out. Just hold them. And until you're ready, don't have one. Amen. Amen. Especially if you're not married. What is wrong with you? Ambition is dangerous. Look at somebody say dangerous. When it is used for the pursuit of self-exaltation and notoriety. This produces what? Affectation. If you don't know what affectation is, we have a DVD called Truth Behind Hip Hop Part 3. It's an Antichrist superstar. Day 2, the whole DVD is about affectation. Affectation is behavior that is artificial and designed to impress. So affectation is doing things, you know, living a fake in a fake way. It's really, affect, the epitome of affectation is acting, really. It's an actor or, you know, someone the Bible used to uh, call that hypocrisy or a hypocrite when you were an actor. But uh, that, you know, that's why I think that the, the uh, summation of the word is really found in homosexuality because a homosexual is 24-7 acting.
acting and behaving artificially to impress. Amen. Homosexuals try real hard to be. Yes, they're not even being woman. They're just being gay. They, 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 women don't act like that. I mean, they snap and pop and twist worse than a woman. Yeah, it's artificial. That is not what a man's body was even designed to do. And, and, and they do it to impress or to prove to you that they are really that way. Amen? And that's just disgusting. Uh, it is. There's something wrong with that. Look at somebody says says something wrong with that. Amen? Something's wrong with being attracted to the same sex. This produces affectation. Which is, behavior, which is behavior that is artificial and designed to what? Impress. James 4 and 6. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisteth the what? The proud. God don't like when you are trying to impress. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble selfish ambition ambition causes compromise of God's standards to achieve personal desires whenever someone has affectation they're going to compromise they're going to be a world-renowned model they're going to compromise they're going to be a world-famous actor actresses how you say actress they're gonna I think it's just called actor now they genderly swirled it so now it's an actor yeah, they're going to be, they're going to compromise they, if they're going to do that. If they're going to be anything dealing with vanity, vainness, anything, you are going to compromise because you're going to be forced into a position where you're going to have to defy God's word. Selfish drive and determination leads to what? Defying God because the flesh wars against his plan. So anytime what you're doing is fleshly, carnal, then it's going to war against God's plan and you're going to have to defy him. Hey Amen. It, it trips me out how people believe that they can really pray and hear from God, but their lifestyle is out of God's plan. They're going after what their flesh wants and thinks God is going to bless it. How many of you know he doesn't work that way? Hey Amen. Been there, tried it, done it, t-shirt, keychain. Doesn't work. Self is driving determination. It always leads to defying God. And the flesh, your flesh, will war against his plan. Romans 8 and 8. So then, they that are in the flesh, what? Cannot please God. What happened to these scriptures? We don't even hear these scriptures anymore. They that are in the flesh cannot what? When we are driven by selfish ambition, we become ungrateful and strifeful. Meaning we cause strife. A person that is driven by selfish ambition, if you're around them, they make you feel bad. Then if they're full of that selfish ambition, they're definitely ungrateful. You're chasing what you want so, because you don't have it. You see what I'm saying? And that makes you ungrateful. Does that make sense? Yeah. A person that's always trying to get it obviously is not happy because they don't have it. Person that continues to seek self gratification is what? Discontent. Discontent. Constantly. You know, those people, you know them. Every time you see them, five, I mean, you see them in five year increments. 
And every time you see him, oh, yeah, I got a new look. I'm changing everything. I got a new. Like, man, you're 40 years old. Okay, when we was 18, that was cool to talk like that. Dude, you should have something going right now. Always moving. Got a new, you know, got a new hairstyle. Don't even recognize him. What happened to you? I, I went through some things. I had to make some changes. <laughs> y'all laughing because y'all know somebody like that. Yeah, just always. Just, well, if, but see, the problem is, folks, folks aren't happy with the roles that God gave them. That's what it is. That goes back to the, having the baby. Why are you having kids, mama, and, but your sights are still set on you still want to be something in the eyes of people. You still want to. Why are you having children? Why are you having children and you don't want to be home with them? Am I preaching in here? Why are you having kids? And you feel God has called you out of your house. Why are you having kids and then six weeks later they in daycare? Now I'm going to tell you the truth. Why? Why are you doing children like that? That makes me mad. Yes, sir. You don't have a desire to raise your children? Hey, man, just don't have them. Can I say that again? Yes, sir. We know you got a womb. You don't have to prove nothing. <laughs> Folks, you, you saw Beyonce have a baby. I can do that. Can I keep preaching in here? Yeah. So a person that is continuously seeking self-gratification and you know somebody's seeking self-gratification because they always they, they, they all, they're always talking about how they're not happy. I hate that word. I hate when people come to me. I'm just not happy, Pastor. What do you mean? My marriage. I'm just not happy. Then leave. Look, somebody like, okay. <laughs> That's all I need to the Lord has spoken. That's a word from on high. I don't hear nothing else. No, 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 don't, don't explain it. I take it just like that. That's the way I wanted it. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I don't know what people want me to tell them. I'm just not happy. Well, then do something that makes you happy. Was you happy before? You and her, were y'all ever happy before? Then do that again. Right. You think it's just that simple, huh? Yes. Your happiness is totally relative. It's, it's totally relative. You was happy yesterday when the Cowboys won. Make her a cowboy. You dress up in cowboy stuff and get happy. But see, what that is, it's just they're seeking self-gratification because they're discontent. They're discontent with their role. It's not the person. It's the role they don't want. Yeah, see, that's why Eve ate off the tree. She didn't want the role. It was the role that she ate off the tree to change the role. It changed the role. She wasn't content in her role. If she had been content, then she would have been like, now, devil, look, I don't need to have knowledge of good and evil. I'm cool. I'm happy with what God has given us. I'm happy with the trees we can eat off of. Person that continues to seek self-gratification is discontent. Proverbs 28 and 25. A greedy man does what? 
mess. Somebody seeking self-gratification always stirs up mess. Mess. When you're not happy, you're going to try to make somebody else unhappy. When you want more and can't get it, you're going to take it out on everyone. You're just going to stir up mess. So when somebody's blessed with something, you go, hmm. But the one who trusts in the Lord will be what? Added to. Seeking carnal accolades and the approval of others makes us what? Unthankful for what we have and causes us to seek after more. So seeking carnal accolades and working to be approved, get the approval of others makes us ungrateful or unthankful for what we have and causes us to seek after more. Yet if we are thankful for what we have, then the opinions of others will not matter. Can I say that again? If we are thankful for what we have, then the opinion of others will not matter. I remember me and my wife, when we had our Ford Festiva, had a Festiva. It was a five-speed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a manual Festiva. I taught her how to drive it because that's all we but we were happy with it. We were happy. We were taking people to church and stuff. We took this girl to church one time, and she was so big, she tore the axle up. It's a little bitty car. But we, we tried to get her there. We tried to scoot, scoot her there. We tried everything. But that's how we were. Amen? We were no shame. Come on, get in. Can you fit? Fit on it. We wasn't, well, now, nah, let me, nah, you know, out of the car. Oh, you want to ride the Festiva? We was proud of that. Because that was our car. You parking around the corner. Nobody cares what you... That's a car. That's a car. Man, if you cared what your husband or wife thought like that, you'd have a happy marriage. You worried about the wrong thing. Where you live, what you wearing. And your marriage is jacked. Yeah. But really though, you don't know. You don't know the story. And you ain't, the, ain't no need of you even trying to compare yourself and compete with somebody. Right. Walked in Friday and they were, uh, my wife and Vicky, they were watching Seasons. And they were watching the, the whole video. And after, after they finished watching it, they, they told me it's like, every member of the church needs Seasons. Every member. Because everything that's going on is in that video. And I just, you know, I, I mean, I preach, but I don't necessarily recall everything that is said or whatever, you know, all of that. But I'm telling you, that's why we got the commercial still showing. You need to get that video. Some of you forgot some stuff and it'll help you. But you got to understand seasons. You got to understand it. You got to go through the season. You can't you can't jump out of it too early. You can't you can't mess with it. You just have to go through the season and you have to make it through. Because if you don't make it through, the season won't end. It's not going to end. If you keep messing up, you're going to stay in it. God kept, how many Jews was it in the wilderness? 3.5 million Jews. Walking around one mountain. They thought they were going somewhere and they wasn't going anywhere. And God let them walk around till they all died. And took their children into the promised land. 
Why? Because they wouldn't make it through the season. They would get worried and they would go back to the false gods. Every time they were about to step into that new season of blessing, false god couldn't do it. And they kept walking around the mountain. And that's some of you. You've been here how long? Two years, some of you. Right when God is getting ready to bring that blessing. Spirit of dumb overtakes you. Same thing that happened in all the other churches you was at. Happens again. Soon, I mean, God got the door open saying, this is it. This time is it. Come on. Come on. You're right there. Yet, if we are thankful for what we have, then the opinions of others will not matter. And everything give what? Thanks. Thanks. For this is the will of God. God knows that. That's why he says it. If you give thanks for it and are truly thankful for it, then the opinions of others will not matter. And African Americans, I know we have some other nationalities in here, but African Americans, we got it the worst. I mean, we were, we were spoon-fed the opinion of others. From a small child, your mama used to make you get up and do stuff in front of folks to impress them. Remember that? Bubbling brown sugar come on, uh, what's happening? And then all the kids got to get up and sing it. Y'all can do that. Why ain't y'all doing something? Get up there and do bubbling brown sugar. So y'all don't remember that. Remember that episode of what's happening? Whenever your parents would see little kids doing anything, look at the Jackson 5. Look at the Jackson 5. Why are you not singing? Get up and sing. Don't learn three Spanish words. Get up and speak in Spanish. My baby can speak in Spanish. My baby can speak in Spanish. Get up, get up. Uno, dos, tres. See? See? Then Aunt Lucy, uh uh-uh, but watch my baby. Just got the kids going at it. They were all in the back room playing, all fun and everything. Now they're back there fighting. Because you stirred up strife. (laughs) Y'all don't remember that? Yeah, Thanksgiving is coming. It's going to be old for somebody. Better get your kids ready. My baby got 18 Borettes in her head. Her head just sound like a maraca. She can't even touch. Pulled your hair back, your eyes. Look <laughs> at little Susie, ain't she cute? <laughs> y'all know y'all didn't grow up like me? What's wrong with y'all? What? Try to impress. Mama, try to impress. Had your braids in so tight, you can't even think. Head hurting. Baby got mental problems now because you don't pull her hair back so tight. Trying to impress somebody. Put more grease on her face than in her hair. How about just shining and just eight hour ride and she can't even go to sleep. (laughs) Now they grew up like I did. Now we're getting ready to go see grandmama now. Don't say nothing about the car, the house, 
nothing. You don't say nothing. You just stand and don't answer no question. Don't say nothing. The repossession, the electricity been off. Don't you say nothing about them candles. If you say candle, you better say nothing about candles. <laughs> Y'all didn't grow up like I did, huh? Being unthankful fuels what? And dependence on our own abilities rather than trusting God for what he has promised. And that's the bottom line. God wants you to trust him for what he has what? Promised. If you can't trust him for what he's promised, you don't have faith. You don't have faith. It is impossible to please him. A selfishly ambitious person has no faith they have to do it their way to assure that it gets done they can't depend on God and what he has promised and it trips me out they'll come to church and testify thank the Lord for being here thank the Lord for my life oh God is great he's wonderful he's great really really what did he do oh well he Rescued Daniel out of the lions. No, no, what did, he, what, what did he do for you? What has God done for you? Oh, uh, well, um, he blessed me. They can't even think of nothing. Because they've been doing it on their own all this time. There's no room for God to do anything. Because if you keep doing everything, then how's God going to do anything? Yeah, and you get right there. They get right there, brother. We're right there when God is just eating. God's like, okay, I got him. I got him this time. Cole, you know, the new baby walking. The little baby reindeer. You know how they legs. Just, <laughs> oh, oh, come on, come on, come on. Just fall down. I can't make it, Lord. I can't make it to you. Psalm says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Yeah, we got Thanksgiving coming up. And man, it jumps off at the family table, the family meet. You know. They are already ready to grill you on your adamant beliefs. You know it. You already know it. Well, don't even talk about that. Don't wear your shirt. That's why we're wearing it today. Don't wear it Thursday. Nobody wears their shirt Thursday. Nobody. <laughs> Can you go and be a family with folks and just do family stuff and talk family? Why don't you just go and just love them because it's mama and daddy? That's right. And don't start questioning what they believe and all that. You know that's going to end up in an argument. What you really want, you're not going to get. You're just not going to get it. They just don't know how to do it. So they went and found a way to have Jesus without ever dealing with it. You just make sure you don't do that in your house. See, I can't preach in here. You just make sure that you keep your eyes open. That's why back to having the children. Don't be having no children. You don't want then you can't look out for you got to look out for your children so what happened to you won't happen to them am I telling the truth in here yeah yeah you got to be the watchman on the wall you know them baby boomers boy they had you and left you on your own like eagles just dropped you off a mountain didn't tell you how to do nothing just get out there and get it girl but you're not going to do that with your children you're going to do things different but you're going to be able to get along with your parents you're going to be able to get along with that generation you're going to be able to love them in spite of their inconsistencies that's what identity crisis was all y'all remember that 
there. You're going to be able to overcome that stuff. Don't come try to hide here at ABC because you mad at your parents. Amen. See, I can't, I can't, that's, I'm back in identity crisis. Yeah, that's your problem. That's why you can't get nowhere and that's why can't nothing change. Because you're running from something. And God don't deal with that kind of stuff. No, you go make up. You go, this, this is, I got to love them in spite of. But I got to make sure I do the right thing so this next generation coming up won't be affected. See, I can't get amen. That's all right. No, I'm not going to sit up under a ministry that's not going to address nothing. I'm going to sit under a ministry that's going to tell me what's wrong and then I'm going to make some changes so that when I... Yeah, the ministries are out there. They will make you feel good no matter what you did. Some of you get stabbed in the neck every Sunday in here. Come in, brother. I hope the message this week is just a little... But still coming. Still coming because look, stab me if I if that's what it takes, so there won't be a repeat for my children. That's all you can do. You can't change history. And you can't make your parents say nothing. Yeah, get around that table and start trying to bring up stuff that happened when you was growing up. You get a turkey leg thrown at your head. They don't even remember. They got selective amnesia. And when they do remember, well, everybody goes through something. <laughs> Mama, you and daddy used to fight with shotguns. <laughs> Little Ricky don't have a foot. He got shot in the crossfire. It was terrible growing up. Well, everybody go through something. Why are you even bringing that up? Put Ricky's foot in the boot and just call it a date. It'd be all right. He just makes sure his kid's foot don't get shot up. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I don't, hey, some of you were raised by wolves. Is make sure your kids don't get bit. But y'all understand what I'm saying? Man, everybody in here has been through chaos. Amen. But you got to learn how to love these people and keep your mouth shut. Mama, you and daddy was wrong. Why would you say that? And it's disrespectful. Do you know what it means to honor your father and mother? Do you know what that means? You're going to need them. Yeah, we need to just come in one Sunday and just show seasons. But we should never be anxious for things, but rather thankful for what we have. This is the correct posture to ask God for what we need. Did you hear me? Not anxious for things, thankful for what we have. This is the correct posture to ask God for what we need. Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition with what? With what? So you got to be content and thankful for what you have in order to ask God for something else. And most of the time, when you're thankful and content for something, you don't need nothing else. But God just says, you know what? I'm just going to add this. God knows we need food and clothes. He will provide these things. But we must make sure that we are not praying for God to supply our needs in such a manner that will fuel our selfish. He knows you need shoes, but do they have to be Jordans? He knows you need need food. Does it have to be red lobster? You see what I'm saying? You're wanting, you're you're not even bringing it down to the basics like God sees it. Man, people will not remember those old testimonies. People will knock on your door and bring you some food. 
but you can't do that nowadays because folks don't eat like that. Folks get the Lone Star card and go get Oreos and stuff. Hey man, they don't get the two-sided cookies where there's a thousand of them in the pack for a dollar. <laughs> Chocolate and vanilla on one side and they don't tell them what that is in the middle. It's a sleeve that long. You never finish those cookies. They don't get those with the, with the Lone Star. No. Oreo. Got the yellow ones and the dark ones. It's not like it used to be, Brother Cleveland. Folks, standards are too high. They don't understand. God will take care of your food. He'll take care of you. But your expectations are through the roof. Who are you trying to impress? Hey, man, the government knew you was inviting folks over and having all them uh, <laughs> robust dinners on the government's shrimp and <laughs> shrimp kebabs and junk on Lone Star. You don't be... <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Lone Star now. Don't get me wrong. Me and my wife was on it. We had it. Man, but you ain't. We weren't inviting people over trying to have a feast on the government. Ribeye. They were eating ribeye. Better get the ground meat in the tube. That whole food. Uh, yes, sir. I'm, uh, I'm eating organic. Organic. Uh, Pharmacos. No, I ain't no fun. You can't do the Pharmacos. You better get what you see. No Pharmacos. And you better drink that fluoride and eat that MSG. Hey, man, it didn't kill. You better eat. Folks tell my wife, yes, I only shot that old food. She's like, well, not me. I would be a Kroger in a minute. Yes, whole foods for me, please. Uh, that meat has nitrates. <laughs> you better buy them weenies. You got eight children trying to shop at Whole Foods. You ain't Mark Cuban. But the Lone Star. You a bad motor scooter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> only the freshest. <laughs> Man, shoot. Man, if I lend you some money, don't you go to it'll let me see you at Whole Food. You better be at Town Talk. <laughs> some of the packages have been opened. <laughs> Somebody shot up the grocery truck, so they have to discount everything. <laughs> Might be a little gunpowder in it, but <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, but y'all know I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Man, you better have some balance with this stuff, man. But we got to make sure we are not praying for God to supply our needs where we can fuel our selfish ambition. If you're trying to show out and stuff, you can't pray and ask God for that. God's going to handle the basics. Amen? He says, you ask, but you, uh, James 4 and 3, you ask, but you receive not because you ask what? That's for the wrong reason. That you may do what? Consume it upon your own lust. We should pray for God to bless the work of our hands so that our labor can do what? Produce. Produce. 
provision. Every man that I've ever told to pray that prayer, God has come through for. Bless the work of my hands, meaning I want to work, Lord. But if you praying, I now, but Lord, I would like to sit in an office. And I, you can't even spell. What kind of office you going to be in? <laughs> I just can't be serious for five minutes. Let me finish this message. Really, though, you, how you like a downtown office job? Fail the GED test. Being ambitious about doing a good job is pleasing to God and will keep us what? Blessed. Blessed. I love this, Job 1 and 10. And please read this story. Read the story of Job because everything, his wife went crazy. Everything came against Job. But this one statement that the devil made, God said, had you not considered Job, my servant? The devil said this. And that's what makes him so powerful because the devil said it. And I know y'all are wondering, why is it powerful when the devil said it? Because he was, totally in, he was totally disabled by what God had done for Job. Meaning, he's like, well, I've considered him, but I can't get him. See, because you've made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side. He said, then you have done what? Bless the work of his hands. So his substance is increased in the land. That means if God can bless the work of his hands and his substance can be increased, he can do that for you. Summary. Jesus stated that God will take care of his people. Throughout the Old Testament, God's people desired what the pagans had. That's what, we, that, that's what we're doing now. We're blessed of God, but we desire what the pagans have. Literally. We desire what the pagans have. We want to be uh, in the fraternity and sorority with the pagans. We want to, you know, be at the club with the pagans. We, want, we just want what the, we want to be living like the pagans. We want to be uh, living outside of God's will like the pagans. We want the, what the pagans have. We want the, the, the success. We want the star status that people in Hollywood and celebrities, these demigods have. We want that. We want to attract people around us like the Nephilim and that kind of thing. We want all of these things because our eyes are set on the wrong thing just like God's people have always done in the Old Testament they always desired what the pagans pagans had a king Lord we need a king pagans have the money we need the money pagans have the pomp we need the pomp pagans have the hierarchy where one man is greater than others and others are under him Lord organize us like that God is like my my way is to bring Jesus so that y'all can come directly to me and you really want to go through somebody to get to me yeah, because if we have somebody that we have to go through, then one day I can be that person. Oh. This made them very what? Discontent and ungrateful. Their selfish ambition caused them to go after false gods. But ultimately, God's people ended up in bondage to the pagans because of their desire to have what they possessed. Chasing the pagans put them in bondage to the pagans. When we are selfishly ambitious... And seek to satisfy our carnal lust, then our flesh will always lead us into bondage. Jesus ended his sermon in Matthew 6 by saying, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, which is the will of God, and then God will add to you. He was saying that once you line up with God's plan and walk in it, you will be in position. To be blessed. That's what righteousness is. His rightness. 
When you are where you're supposed to be, your stuff comes to you. When you're not where you're supposed to be, it goes to someone else. He was saying that once you line up with God's plan and walk in it, you will be in position to be blessed. God provides increase. Listen to this. For the betterment of the kingdom. Not for selfish ambition and carnal recognition. Why would he give it, for you, give it to you and you're not even a kingdom citizen? If, if God blesses us for the better, betterment of his kingdom, then you need to be operating according to kingdom standards. See, I can't get an amen right there. Why would God give it to you and it's not going to benefit the kingdom? He's not going to give it to you for selfish ambition or carnal recognition. After all, what God allows us to have should bring him glory, not us. Psalms 119 and 35. This is David's prayer, and it should be all of our prayers. Make me to go into the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to what? Covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, vain things, and quicken me, quicken thou me in that way. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.